Yeah, hello everyone, and um, welcome back to my podcast, Get Me Out. Uh, it's been a long break, like long hiatus, and I haven't really done any podcast in a long time. And yeah, so a lot has happened in between the last one I put out and now, and you know, I I feel like I really want to talk about this, and um, I want want to share this with, with the audience and see. I kind of share my experience, cultural shots that I've experienced in America. Although I have a guest with me, Nelly. Nelly has been an, an amazing colleague. She's my colleague. I'm currently doing a master's degree somewhere in the US and a uh, master's in geology. So, and I just want her to share her own experience, you know, the shots she's, she's um, you know, observed and transferable cultures, things she feels she's comfortable with, and things she feel like uh, is trash. Just general cultural shocks here in America. So I'll let Nelly introduce herself and you know, we'll get into the discussion. So we won't dwell much on the introduction part because I mean there's nothing much to talk about other than she's an amazing person and that she's really helping set me very well here. So Nelly, nice to meet you after you locked uh, so, so how was the um I mean the break happened like two weeks back now. So like we had the winter break and Christmas has happened. So, mm-hmm. I mean you thought you said you were going to be here, so I am wondering well, I why you to. didn't spend Christmas <laughs> here. I was really hoping that I would sneak out of the house and come and eat it's chicken. Right, right. So I'm I'm sure you came with some of my stuff, so I, I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Well, Christmas was good for me. The plan was not to stay out as much as I did, the original plan was to go renew my international passports, you know, okay. because it was expiring. It's expiring in March next year. So the website says start six months before. This is a whole other podcast story. Okay. But you know, so you had a good time. Like, what did you do for Christmas? Uh, like, I was in. So after doing the passport, whatever, I went to Dallas. I was with my boyfriend for a bit. Well, for the entire time, actually, okay. we uh, had fun. Uh, no, the regular, the regular. I don't want to do too much on the podcast, but you know, I was going to ask you, like, that was not the plan. That was not the plan. I got, <laughs> so I got there, and it was a matter of I stay one more day and stay one more day, and one more day became a week. How was your mother doing? Please stop. That's not today's podcast uh, topic. Okay, okay, okay. So let's not just um, speak too much. Yeah, so I would just um, want to know, like, for me, I, I mean, let me just start talking about my own self. Like, when I came in, I mean, the trip to America was too long. Mm-hmm. Like, it was long, and I got tired. I don't know the number of times, but my itinerary was just uh, too, how do I say, it was 48 hours long, okay. my trip here. So, like, I went through uh, Istanbul, and from Istanbul, I got to... Uh, I mean, Istanbul, I had like a layover of six hours. Mm. So I, I had to pray. I walked around the airport. Like, I was, I went to the gallery. Like, you know, like, Istanbul airport is really nice. And it's a lot of people. I think it has, this is, this is something about Istanbul airport. Like, it's the, um, it's the meeting point of, I mean, largest meeting point in the world. Like, oh. you, you see a lot of race. I mean, I saw different cultures, like, just in being in that airport. I saw different people, different dressing. I was just, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, I couldn't. The sad thing was, I couldn't buy anything in my card. 
I thought I had sorted that out. So I was just there. I think I, I, I took out the sandwich I was given in the beginning, so it was in my bag. So that was all like I had. I ate. Oh wow. But, yeah. So the stage, I mean, the layover was that long, and I had to like move down to from from Istanbul to Houston, and I had another very long layover. So the Houston airport, like, uh, this is not much. Uh, this is not what we want to talk about. But then I'm just trying to give like a rundown of all of the shops I mean like mm-hmm. the airport the Abuja airport it's is nice yeah. but it's not as big <laughs> exactly <laughs> when I got to Houston it, it didn't have all the aesthetics like mm-hmm. it didn't have all these um, you know like in Istanbul airport you see arts you see you know you see open restaurants open bars but you see the Houston airport um, it, it's just it looks very American, like technology, mm. but no, no art. Oh, so it's just empty. It, it's just okay. There's a bar here. There's a restaurant here, and they had a very good internal transport system. Like the train system in the airport is nice. Like moving from one point to the other, because the, the, the airport is really huge. So you can't be climbing stairs, and you can't be moving around. Like you can't walk. Really, exactly. So it's just best to use like the the, 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 the rail system and was really nice it was a good experience like i saw myself bringing out my phone making videos and one thing i knew one thing i really found interesting was there were a lot of nigerians there like going places workers like people oh. who move the carts people who and i was just hearing people yoruba like <laughs> everywhere and i was like this is nice though so i had to walk up we're to one yeah i mean that's interesting which is good like I'll, I'll tell you about my morning how i got here now so uh well long story cut short was i wasn't really impressed about the the place and a thing to note is that they have like a common prayer space so like i had i, I had to ask like i was here for like a because i had looked through the map and saw that there was a prayer space so i had to locate it because i had a layover of like four hours a year I arrived at around 1 a.m. American time. So, yeah, I did pray. I said my prayers there. Like, if you enter there, you see there's like a, like a chapel, small chapel kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Then, like, a small corner space for where there are prayer mats for Muslims. And it was really nice. Like, it was nice to have like that common space in, in the airport. In, uh, yeah, so I had to like pray all the prayers that I mean, but was good it was good for me and yeah when i went to buy stuff i, I didn't even know what to buy but let, let's not talk much about me like what about you spent um you're almost done i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. sure i'm sure like you're looking forward to it it's like what you're looking forward to like it's gonna be over soon and i'm yeah. really happy i'm really happy that i mean I've just done one semester, so I know what it feels like when you have just one left. Left, Because exactly. I'm thinking I have three left. And it hasn't been easy, but let me just let you go. Like, you have more experience and you stayed longer here. So, can you just tell me about what, what were the first things like you, 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 you felt that were different for you? When America? I got here? Yeah. Um, so, I think the first thing that I noticed was the food. Okay. I feel like that is the... Mm-hmm. The intro, you know. <laughs> well, well. Before I even start to talk about the food, right? The people. Okay. So I, I came in from Lagos because mm-hmm. I grew up in Lagos, and 
I came into this place. This is where we are. Is is not as what's the word? There are not as many people no. as in large cities. Yeah. So where we are is a bit more smaller. You know, more confined. Yeah. And I got here, and the people were so nice. This is like it was mind blowing for me because back home, you don't talk to anybody who doesn't talk to you. Like. Everybody's your enemy, exactly. Like I don't know how it is. You want like, to beg. Or you want to beg, you know? <laughs> but here, you know, coming here as an international student, I don't have a car, right? I have to take the bus to school every morning. And sometimes I'm waiting on the bus and people are stopping their cars like, Hey young lady, do you need a ride? Where are you going to? And I say no because I'm scared. <laughs> what if you kidnap me, you know? But if I count the amount of times people have actually had stopped to give yeah. me a ride. Yeah, I mean, it's I... a lot. In Lagos, nobody's going to stop for you. That's true. That's no, true. I mean, nobody's going to stop for you. Right, like when coming here and you know that there is no Okada. Do you understand? Like, <laughs> it's a big change for me because I've never been in, I've never been to a place where there is no bike. I live in Guagolaga. Like that's Guagolaga. That's how you move around. And there are lots of bikes in Guagolaga. Like you are always scared because there are more bikes than people. Oh wow! Like it's that populated there are lots of people and people move around with bikes but you just feel like the road is so choked up so most of the times if you're not driving like if you're not driving you're taking bikes like if you really need to get to a place in mm-hmm. time and, and all that so like coming here to i had that like i felt like i felt at home like somebody was people were free, willing to like give you a ride to your destination i don't know how many times i've pitched i think I had a moment with almost everybody in class giving me a ride. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was how my, my first semester, right? Yeah. My classes were tending towards the evening. Yeah. So I was finishing classes at 9.30, sometimes mm-hmm. 10. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had to wait for, if the professor took a little bit longer, something like that. You know? yeah. If I had to wait till like 9.30, I can, anybody, I can just be like, hey, like, any, and the, the thing is, they don't even have to be black. Yeah. It was yeah. even mostly the white people. Just yeah. say, hey, but like, can are, you drop me at home? Are really nice. Yeah, like, I'm like, like hey, can you please give me a ride? Like, I asked them today, for example, Monday, and I'm like, hey, my house is five minutes away because I don't live far from school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, my house is five minutes away. Can you please give me a ride? Sure, 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 sure no problem. And they take me. Mm-hmm. The next day, if they're here, they ask me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even, <laughs> like, at, at the thing that what happened that shocked me was I just asked them once. And then whenever they're leaving, they're like, hey, Nelly, I'm leaving. Do you want to ride home? I'm like, Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these are people that they did that without re- like expecting anything back. Yeah. Like I had more than six people in this class that helped me when I first got here. Because imagine finishing classes at nine and taking an Uber home every single day. How much is Uber? That's like ten dollars a day. Yeah, I mean that's another thing to talk about. Like <laughs> Uber, so Ubers those, are expensive. Those yeah. rides helped my life. I cannot even no. Uber, I will forever Ubers be grateful. When you think about how much you're earning as a student, and I mean the cost of living here, it's 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 not actually. I don't think you'd be able to go two weeks stretch mm-hmm. using Uber. Like you would have to call your professor and say, "I can't, I can't come today, to please." Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm broke. Well, so yeah. like people are, nice, are generally really here. I can't but, say about other cities in America, yeah, but, but this place that I am, yeah, very nice people. Okay, so in terms of um, say, uh, let's talk about the food now. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's interesting to talk about. 
food is really interesting i like it a lot so yeah um I, I kind of want to talk about my own experience with food so i i, I came in with lots of stuff not, from back home uh, like not like lots of stuff but i came with a lot of um flour yam flour semovita mm. and um, food stuff like soup ingredients and all the gogo <laughs> things that are used for cooking cooking yeah and I, when i came in i was i mean i, I thought i was going to face a bit of a challenge you know, but at the point of entry i think the only thing that was sticking out of my luggage was the manji because they had chicken flavor oh yeah and you know considering that they're trying to do pest control so they didn't want anything that had to, like, chicken do animals being brought in so yeah well, when I got in here, and everyone, like I had friends who were asking me, oh, have you gone to KFC? Have you gone to McDonald's? Have you gone to Subway? Mm-hmm. And I, uh, uh, I wasn't really interested like in having all of those foods because I knew like they were like fast foods. Mm-hmm. They were not quite healthy. And I'm somebody who like eating cooked meals. like so. Well, 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 I was looking forward to it, but I mean, my first experience with KFC was because I went for the extra crunchy oh, no. <laughs> thinking oh as I used to watch it on TV and, it would look so and, good oh. no <laughs> I, I, I had like the first bite my hands were so cool and I was like what the hell is this yeah. so if I eat this I mean I'll be twice my size yes in a, in a month yes so like I barely finished it if I, be, I, I had me and my roommates finish everything like I couldn't eat it alone but yeah, my experience here is I had to go back into the kitchen. You know, when I've stayed back home long enough where I had my sisters helping out with the cooking and you know, I was just yeah, just doing my Watching. own eat part, my parts <laughs> in the house. You know, as much, everyone in the house knows how to cook, like everybody but it's just that when the ladies are at home, the guys will just retreat back to just doing the house chores like Yeah. But the cooking is just like the ladies will cook. So uh, and, and now I'm back to it's like I'm back to school all over again like actually back to school <laughs> I'm back to school all over again where I have to make my own food and um, all the times I've been away from the house it's just I've been to work and mm-hmm. you know, on the rig and rig food food is like there's food there so you're not cooking you're only just yeah. working so so I've not really had the cost to like start cooking again so I have to like start making my own food all over again cooking. and surprisingly I missed home because of food like lots of things come for the thing. But I recently not missed home again. Like <laughs> a little less because I discovered foundry. Like Oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah, I used to pound like we used to pound in my house a lot. If there's anything like if it comes to like in the kitchen in the kitchen department when it comes to pounding like that's where I come in. That's like, how you flourish. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like I understand the art of making pounding yeah. Wow. So so there's always the point where you break it when it starts uh, you know integrating to each other like then when it's, it's it, you feel like it's all glued up mm-hmm. you now add water hot water so that it loosens up the bit. You, you're saying this is just reminding me of my mom pounding because i never pounded in my uh, life i've never tried like i looked at that mortar and pistol and was like nope mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's, it's just not for me. I learned everything else. Like I, I make semo, I make, yeah. I can make a bar, I can make any, I yeah. can make any soup. But you see that pounded? No, no, no. I just. And the funny thing is, I just tried pounded pounded this morning. 
Oh, was it good? Like it's good. I was crazily impressed. Yes, it's it's perfect. I just like like it's not the same as pounded yam. No, you don't get but it. But it's good. No, you don't get it. You know one thing is when you're pounding, is that you eat the yam. I used to eat style and cut the pounded yam and, and put it in your mouth. mouth. Yeah. Do you know what I did after turning pounded yam? You ate it. I cut. I cut a bit of the pounded yam. And it's just like yam. Yeah, it had that, you know, that um, there's a packaging mm-hmm, that has happened. Mm-hmm. But it still had that feeling that I had yam in, in my your mouth. mouth. Yeah. They didn't feel like it's it was. Good. I could, I can't cut semu like that and put it in my mouth and start chewing, but I can cut pan with yam. Mm-hmm. But like, when I had it in my mouth, I, I just feel like this was pan with yam. Like, this is, a, this is a very quality technology because now technology will be anyhow it wants. Yep. Like, and it it's, makes so much sense. Like it, it makes so much I sense. I feel like at this point, hardship should be at exactly the like, like that energy that you expend, like pounding. Undine. Just turn the thing and let like, it. Honestly speaking, just eat your pounder yam and go to the gym if you really need to exercise. Right. Like, you, Actually, you, you get because and like there's a lot of stress we go through as Africans to eat to eat good food. food. Yeah, yeah. There's something I've really no- noticed here in America is that there is not much quality food when they say food it's mostly snacks i mean yeah that's my own perception chicken exactly <laughs> lots of chicken and chicken is so affordable like it's scary chicken is extreme like i look at i'm like what's happening like back home mm-hmm. you eat chicken a lot but you don't eat chicken like, like the frequency yeah. yeah yeah it's like oh let's go grab there's lunch chicken, there's, no, chicken. there's chicken nuggets there's let's chicken grab this, breakfast let's grab a snack there's chicken <laughs> And I think that's another thing that we I felt like I needed to be conscious of when I got mm-hmm. here. So it was it was more of coming here and seeing, you know, there were so many there's so many fast foods. You enter the streets, there's Chick-fil-A, there's raising canes, there's subway, there's there's the temptation to not cook. But then I thought about it, I was like, if I do this this way, mm-hmm. I'll be twice my size. And one thing about me is I just always like to be fit. Like I'll go mm-hmm. to the gym, you know. So my 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 way was okay cook your food i always had so my first semester here i always had skew and soup at home the way you cook and put in the freezer so i always had that you know and then after i had that maybe i've eaten it like twice or three times a week i'm like ah you know my taste is bored like it's bored and then i just you know go out and get chick-fil-a or something so once in a week once in two weeks i was trying to you know fit in but then you know you come here with a taste board, yeah. like an acquired taste board from back home. Yeah. You like spices, you like, but your your spicing is not sugar. So here, when they say spice, mm. sugar, honey, you know, that's not how we spice. I mean, let's food. talk about our experience. <laughs> ordering, um, ordering, um, what's it called? Pizza hot chicken. Yeah. Oh God. And we we saw glazed uh, glazed chicken, glazed and, chicken, and we thought it was going to be you know, like pepper, you uh, know, just cover a pepper and give but me. The, the the first bite had me crazy. Like, why is it sweet? It's like, like it oh. is recognizably <laughs> sweet, like sugar. Why is it sugar? Like, <laughs> I was like, no, something is wrong. Because <laughs> why? Like, I've watched some YouTube videos of American content creators mm. like cooking, mm. and you see that they pour sugar. I don't know if you understand. Like back home, I used to laugh at people that put sugar in yam because it didn't make sense to me. Often it doesn't. Mm-hmm. People put sugar in yam. Some people put sugar in beans. Yeah. Till today, it doesn't make sense. To Why me. would you put sugar in beans? I don't. Know. I mean, I'm okay with you putting sugar in yam. I'm I know, okay with I, that because that yam is sweet. Some yam, no, it depends. Like if it's new yam, it's not all. It's not new all yam, yam that has that, that sweet taste. So the, the, the sugary taste comes from when the yam has stayed long. 
and the water has dried up in it so that there's a concentration and you know it's carbohydrates yeah. so there's some kind of concentration of some dissolved carbon like so that's what makes it sweet, sweet uh, so if anybody wants to like get that really and that kind of yam is really nice like have it with palm oil yeah uh, you don't even need to do too much mm. just boil it and put palm oil yeah. but here's so, recognize so sugar, it. They push sugar, like they, sugar is a seasoning, <laughs> and like no, I can't work like this. It was hard to find the right kind of chicken. No, I mean chicken to buy, like just chickens right. to buy. So it, like already prepared ones to buy. Like I mean, the, the one I really go to now is the um, buffalo, whatever, mm-hmm. medium buffalo hot spiced chicken. That's like. That's more to, chicken spice mm-hmm, than That's close to what you, what I'm familiar with when when I prepare yeah. chicken. And, uh, but yeah, so that that's that about. Um, and, and another thing. And about, I had experience. Sorry. Oh yeah. I had an experience with uh, eating a free food while working on campus here. Oh. Like there was this program organized by Graduate Studies, and there were like lots of food on the table, and I was just there doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had like my own plates and sat myself chicken. I saw chicken. Like everybody said it was chicken, but it didn't look like chicken. But I said, oh, it's chicken. I had the first black and gold. I wanted to throw up. <laughs> yeah, like what is this? The, the fact that the chicken was so beer, no mm-hmm. no no taste. Like why would you slice up chicken? Put them in a stick like suya. But no spices. No spice. Like I feel like here they just you know when you boil chicken. So you know we when we put chicken in water to boil, you put curry, thyme, put maggi, put seasoning. There's some even you know the, those such seasonings that come in other names like yeah. spice city. You know, mm-hmm. we put that in chicken just to give it nice taste Flavors, and flavor. Yeah. These people just put chicken on fire in water and put. Salt. So I'm curious, like when it's Thanksgiving and they have that fat cooking, is it does it's, it taste? It so it depends on who makes it. Right, so they stuff it with things like carrots. You know, they stuff it, so sometimes it comes out good. I think lately, because of the so, if you if you watch a lot of inter- Instagram videos, TikTok videos, you see that they start to drag white people that please season that chicken. You know, please. So now, you know, consciously they have now tried to start adding like, okay, let's put some Cajun seasoning. Let's put some. That's why now, it, but normally. That's how they tell me about working. your shock, entertainment shock, like music, for example. Like what you were surprised about coming to America about Nigerian music and Africans generally. Like uh, I, I think there's this cultural appreciation that has happened between Africans and yeah. you know, like the rest of the world, America. But it's surprising that you can literally go anywhere and you can start hearing Afrobeat. Afrobeat. Yeah. I feel like Afrobeat has gone world right now. Mm -hmm. Like, the way it's going, I love it. Because, you know, this is my own thing. Mm. But, like, if they will not respect us for something, at least they should pick something to respect us for. I mean, I I feel like the way Afrobeat is moving, people are, you know, like, oh, where's that from? Oh, where's he from? Oh, Nigeria. Oh, he's from Ghana. Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that mindset of, Africa being a village, mm-hmm. that mindset of we're still living in huts mm-hmm. is kind of dying out now because 
they are seeing that oh okay they actually do have technology which we do you know there's some very silly things i see sometimes well, like, I, I mean i'm surprised that people are quite familiar not so surprised but people are quite familiar with the likes of whiskey and you know vulnerable yeah like, whenever i seem to be like an international artist at this point yeah not 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 like um a a, a just a, another Afrobeat artist. It's just like an international artist. Like when you call him, people just know they listen to his song. Sometimes I think people might even forget that he's from a certain region. Like he just right. as an international art. And same with whiskey. You know? and, and I feel like yeah, that's good. People listen to Rema a lot. People listen to Rema a yeah, lot. Surprisingly, a lot. <laughs> like Ashake. I think most... people listen to Rema more than they listen to Rema at home. Exactly. So some kind of. Um, Surprise! And in, in terms of talking about um, cultural appreciation, like things that has moved, and um, and people, you know, there's something about um, our, our famous home dish, the fufu. Oh yeah. And every, every fufu is what we call it. Like, but I come, I come to realize that fufu is what we call it, but they call it fufu. Yeah. And fufu here means something different. I'm, I'm surprised. Like. I thought that they were not calling it correctly, but I think what we call yam floor, elubo, and um, what we call like um, cassava floor and semovita are all fufu. Yes, so they call every swallow fufu. <laughs> yeah, and I was so surprised. Uh, like, why? Uh, and there, we, there was a day we had like a visiting professor from Oklahoma. He came to see um, Dr. Sumit. Smith was was introducing him to me and he was telling me about his time in Patakot. But I had fufu here. I'm like, oh god, I don't eat your fufu like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no, there's really no hype. But you know, I had to go with the flow. Ah, no, no, I've not had the time to like yeah. go around. But I actually not had the time to, you know, go around. I, in my mind, I was thinking he meant apple. actual fufu, a, actual apple or something like that. But it's, it was surprising to see that. Yam, 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 pando yam is fufu. Semo. Semo is fufu. Gari. Amala is fufu. Eba. It's Gari fufu. is fufu. <laughs> so I just begin to look like these guys should take something and make it their own. Because that's just the mentality. Take it and make it your own. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing with us Africans, we don't speak here. We want to sell. Sure. So there's no culture to say, I want to try and correct this yeah. person maybe correct the notion i mean you just want to see that oh it's selling i beg you that. that's all there's traffic here we sell it make money from it yeah so that's just it i don't i don't know i don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but you know that's the point i mean it's, i don't think it's a bad thing it's just what it is okay. we move on from there. so how about your professors your interaction with your professors I, I, i'm sure your midway your project and mm-hmm. uh, your research and you must have had good interactions with professors in the department and i would like you to talk about how you feel at home here what you think are the challenges with interacting and mingling with the professors how easy has it been for you for me i would say it has been easy because you know i grew up in a system where before you go see your hod <laughs> you need to rehearse you need to practice you need to monitor his movements because you don't know when he's in the office you know you cannot just show up and say ah, can i please have a meeting with you no you meet the secretary who will tell you okay he's on seat from 12 p.m to 1 30. you need to be here around this time let's see if we can you know 
and even as that is hard as a student you're not even considered you're not even comfortable Mm -hmm. do you understand to air your views you're very particular about your words but here it's different because my head of department is here you know if i see him in his office as i'm walking by i can just knock on the door and say hi doctor this you don't have to say good morning sir yeah oh good afternoon hi doctor this how are you oh i'm good nelly how are you today i'm good do you need help with anything you know and i say oh yeah there's something i really wanted to talk to you about and so have a seat and that's it and i air my views and i go out and most of the time the views that i air like my issues i'm having are solved yeah which is it's, it's a, that i feel like that was one of the biggest culture shocks for me because yeah. the professors are here you know they come into the lab when i'm working exactly and they sit with me it's just weird <laughs> i mean i've talked with my professor about food drinks about places in here mm. in this city to have fun and the good thing about <laughs> america is the multicultural diversity so you have a professor who does not have who is not an american american yeah but he brings his own you know Idea. cultures and, and everything and they are more like friends and the ones who are here and everybody wins once everybody gets here it is like they adopt a culture the american culture mm-hmm. of being free of being easygoing of of having interactions and i i mean i've had dr bob dr miles come sit with me to be discussing possible um project uh, topics with exactly you like they left their office topic. to meet you here yeah. <laughs> i was in the lab and we were having and they sat down the same chair i was sitting i was not standing like and bowing uh-huh. your head <laughs> and the both of them were sitting down no i was they, i was sitting down they were sitting down with me and we're all having a discussion even, I, I still even remember when i was in dr smith's office when we wanted to like check get more data like get data for, mm-hmm. for the world and we were having um, that discussion so doctors dr smith has two chairs dr mama has two, two chairs and Dr. Myers has sat down, I sat down, Dr. Bob came in, I stood up for him, he said no. He said no, he wants like, to stand. He wants to stand, and he has a seat. And I said, no, 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 no. And when I decided to get him on the right chair, he said, oh, I guess we will all be standing there. <laughs> like, he, he refused to sit down. There's just this easiness with... You feel more comfortable. And I know that this is not the situation for every, each and every graduate student here in the U.S., but this is our perspective, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. our school. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's easier to talk to you. I mean, if it's snowing and you can't make it to class, a simple Teams message, exactly. a simple email, Hi, Dr. This, um, I'm, having, um, I'm having stomach issues this morning. I can't make it to class. Okay. There's an adoption of also technology. Like, the way you use technology here, you're more so you're, you're more involved with technology, and when it comes to like um, I had like quite a number of challenges with with um, studies because mm-hmm. this is like a different setting for me. So when I came in, my I had envisioned that oh there's gonna be a graduate a graduate student one and graduate student two like we have back home in Nigeria. Okay. But but I was doing classes with people, people that were here previously. Yeah. Undergrads, people that were here before me mm-hmm. and there was no feeling like ah this one am my senior this one am my junior it, it, there's just this wrong I, I mean there's just this ease i would say i wouldn't want to talk about the negative impact back mm-hmm. over the ease here is everybody is here for what they want to achieve it has nothing to do with the other person if you think you're better than them it's all in your head yeah 
it has no impact whatsoever if you're doing a postgraduate degree or an undergraduate degree everybody seems to be on the same level if you have questions you can ask and, an undergrad yeah, exactly and if you know and the answer funny thing is they, they might know the answer because they are quite exposed they used this to the is system. their system this is yeah. their system so somebody is doing micropower like the guy doing micropower he had access to all of the um all of the um fossils i, I saw him with um gastropods and, mm-hmm. and the likes on on the table and he was like studying them and that's not obtainable i i, I can tell you i didn't like micropower i hated micropower to today that's the reason why if you say anything that has to do with micropower i kind of give it space uh, i'm not doing micropower so if it's if it's solid minerals if it's uh, you know metamorphic if it's petro, petroleum and um, petroleum petrology i kind of feel comfortable but you see micropower i don't do it like I just don't like it because of how the approach. I, I mean, we're just giving handouts and go and read, go and read the handouts, <laughs> and you are there's so many terminologies. Like you never hold those fossils and say, oh, no. so this is what they're talking about. This is what makes it a gas. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, makes they, it. This is this is like when you, when you talk about things like that. So when I came in, I kind of faced the challenge of the system because after lectures, Doctor Miles was in the habit of giving papers. Every, every and write class. a paper on this and eight long eight page long papers <laughs> you have to do research you have to you know um cite you have to reference correctly you cannot do copy and paste because I, I mean even if you try to be smart about it you would likely be caught yep right? that's just <laughs> technology a, a, so it's just so wonderful and you don't have to i'm doing this program i don't necessarily need to have a laptop because this there's, there's, there's a lab there's where i had access to computer i have access to computers where i can just log in my works can be saved in the cloud i can come back and continue from wherever yep. i stop and uh, it, it's it's just accommodating or when we talk about the consumers class where you can kind of have a one-on-one or a schedule you know, because I, I mean, the way time we were discussing time shift for the class. Yeah. It wasn't as if they're having a class this weekend. Everybody must come. Like there were a number of times. Everybody had... has to vote. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think about eight o'clock? Ah, I don't agree. Ah, one person does not agree, so we cannot have it at eight. Let's pick another time. Yeah. Like, the comfort, the fact that they want to hear your opinion, yeah. is just perfect, and I like it. Honestly. Yeah, it's beautiful. You just know that your professors want it to pass. Yeah. So, I'm done the semester now. I didn't write any exams. It was stressful writing newspapers because you had to do the research, you had to do the work. It wasn't copy and paste. So it wasn't easy for me to write my first paper. My first paper was a challenge. Like I spent three weeks on it because I, I did I wasn't used to doing it. Mm-hmm. But I saw myself easing into it when it really mattered. Exactly. Because like towards deadlines and I had a lot of papers to turn in. Ah I just kind of learned everything fast mm-hmm. and the good thing about it is the things i read and the papers i wrote i know them yeah it doesn't feel like i you crammed. crammed anything exactly so when i say i have done this i feel comfortable and i feel like i can defend it anywhere because yeah, i actually like, did oh i did the paper on this so yeah i know so, what it is so it, it, it's a better techno- it's a better means of testing students ability than actually writing exams because most of the times when it comes to exams, like people just absorb the, the. I mean, we didn't write any exam. exam. So this absorb semester. the material, yeah, and they answer sixty questions or 
of less than that and they earn 70 mm-hmm. and the grading system here is crazy the grading system here is crazy and i saw that 90 is a i was like can i make it 90 is not point? even a <laughs> i mean my my course for um dr miles was a minus and it was a 92.7 percent so <laughs> Oh my goodness. So that, okay, yeah, actually, there's A plus, uh-huh. A, A minus. I think so, A plus is like 97 and above. Yeah. Then A is like to like 94, 95. I, I think it varies with professors as well. Because yeah, so it depends on the professor. Yeah, the consumer's class, I had a 97. Okay. And it was just A. It wasn't A plus. Ah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so it, it's kind of um, it, it, it's kind of weird in a way because back home 70 is a yeah if you get your 70 70, you are struggling to get (laughs) and it's hard yeah like Ah. (laughs) see here there's an intention to see that you pass you you do good yeah that your transcript looks good you know there's the it's like they are built to help you succeed nobody's taking out their frustrations on you like even though they were angry in the house Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they can't bring it to class yeah because it takes one student to take it up and say professor was you know acting weird today in class i don't appreciate that yeah, that's true people want to get the value for their money the money they are paying for tuition yeah, you feel like you're learning i'm three months i'm done with the semester it's, it's just mind-boggling like it's just been it's been real it's, it's <laughs> been real that's the word and i've seen myself gradually integrate to the school community so yeah, so we we've talked about a lot of things. We talked about food. We talked about the people and how nice they are. We talked about the professors and how kind they are. People generally. And um, what what culture do you think they have that you are not quite comfortable with, like and the Americans generally and the people there? Well, for me, I know Americans might drag my leg on the floor. The fact that they make tipping. Mm. compulsory like mm. they say it's not mandatory <laughs> like they say oh you can tip if you want to but if you don't tip there is the look you get there is the attitude you get there is no look you get you're made you're made to always tip exactly like you look at the receipt and there's your money like yeah. total amount maybe twenty dollars they give there's a space tip they put dash they give a then delivery, final the delivery amount. money notes yes. for you to sign for you to pay Sometimes you you find the site or the the, or the the restaurant site difficult to leave to, because to, because you've there not is no done, tip exactly amount. you've not done that. And then I think about it, I'm like, so when when I, when I, when we talk about this normally, when I see it on the internet, people are like, why should we tip? Mm. And people and the people that work in the service industry are like, oh, you don't get paid enough, so your tip helps us. I'm like, if you don't get paid enough, change your job. Not even that. Ask for better. Pay, pay, protest. Um, work, work system. Protest. Like, why Ask does for it have to pay. be on? People? Why should it be me yeah. that pays your house rent? Who is paying my house rent? Like, I mean, you you expect me? I'm working in nine to five, right? Which at the end of the month mm-hmm. or at the end of if some people get paid every two weeks. So at the end of two weeks, my routine, yeah. they deduct tax and they pay me the rest. Mm-hmm. And then from that money, I'm supposed to pay my rent, my light, my water bill. Your upkeep generally. I'm supposed to take care of myself. I'm supposed to eat and save. You know. You are doing the same. You're working a job, right? And 
you claim that they pay you minimum wage or less than minimum wage i'm paid i'm paid around the same thing don't I work mean, there I'm, I'm, I'm because why am i funding you why am i taking a part of my salary for you it just doesn't make sense to me and i feel like back home we tip but we tip when it's like we see that ah this guy has actually gone above of, and beyond the for me giving is like humane for yes. you than it's made compulsory. So say, compuls- say for example, compulsory. yeah. So say for example, back home, I go to a restaurant to eat, right? And the gate man, maybe there's no parking space, and the gate man is ah, madam, hold on, let me run and see if I can find a small space. And he finds a place for me. I will tip that guy because he has gone above and beyond. Mm. Not that I'm driving to the restaurant, and he does his job by opening the gates. I drive in and I park. He closes the gate, mm. and you expect that as I'm coming out, tip me. I will tip you. You see, you see these things. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, it doesn't I really work for it, me. Um, like the actual price of things are not the price of things. You will know the price of things when you check out. Because yes, when because when they add tax, tax, oh Lord you Jesus, mean, you are ordering something for twenty dollars. You might end up paying thirty or mm-hmm. forty dollars because when they add delivery and they add the tax, tax will be like eight percent of what you bought. Yes. And then another thing that I, I, I don't like about the American culture is how wasteful they are with food. They waste food a lot. Like, <laughs> they waste so much. Like, you go into the supermarket mm. and you see the baked cakes. Say, 10 cakes, 20 cakes on a whole line, right? Mm-hmm. How many people are going to buy those cakes? Please? You walk in there at like 11 p.m. Obviously, maybe the cakes, some cakes are supposed to last three days, right? Mm. At the end of the third day, Maybe they didn't buy half. You see them putting it in trash. It's sad. It's so sad. Like yeah, it's sad. chicken, you see them throwing it away. I was checking, I was on this TikTok the other day and I saw this dumpster diving. Do you know what that is? So people actually go to supermarkets and check their dumpsters. Because after they, they, they throw away things that they are supposed to have trash. Maybe something had a, maybe it's a cup that had a small chip on the neck. They trash it, you know? Things like that. And this, I see this girl, I think you should check it out. Just go on Instagram yeah. or TikTok and, and check dumpster driving. Yeah. And she literally goes and she packs these things and she gives it to the homeless because it's like, why are you throwing away cucumbers? Like 50 cucumbers. Nothing is wrong with them. But because maybe they say, oh, um, in, we're getting a new shipment tomorrow. The old shipment has to go. Everything is being thrown away. It's just so much waste it's hard another thing is plastic waste i think um there's just just this um use waste from you know plastic bags they recycle Mm. so that's one one thing i give to Uh, them i mean i i I really don't know how much about recycling um, activities but i see that too many bags i mean bags are available for everything even the things that do not need bags. Because you don't need bags, <laughs> have bags. Like the packagings are ex- excessive. You're ordering from Amazon, you're ordering something the size, like the size of. And it comes your phone. in a box that can fit a TV. And you'll be like, why? What did I order, man? The cartons, <laughs> too. Why are they so excessive? Why can't we, um, you know, as much as we, we, we are trying to to make things safe and carryable, mm-hmm. we should also be concerned about the planet. Like, yeah, like it's important to concern. But, but I, mean, I mean, it's good that there's a recycling culture. Like, there's something going on in recycling in America, which is beautiful. But I think there should be like a reduction in the way. Uh, the waste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So waste needs to because I mean, 
and for me i'm eating my chicken i'm eating everything i'm not it's, except the bone chat because i mean a couple of times you eat chicken and you see that blood that's yeah like, so you're not quite comfortable like and you know these chickens you don't most of them are enhanced so you do not want to see yourself consuming a lot of it and it, it, it i feel much of it depends on the economy of um America, like America is a, is a very capitalist country and everything seems to be on the sale. Like I feel sometimes if you can sell the air to you, you sell the air to you. Like you can package your common everyday air and you know, sell to you. So yeah, pretty much I feel like we need, here in America, everything is on sale. But and it's still wonderful to see that people are still kind. And when we talk about the work, the work culture of Americans, oh. I don't see them have a lifestyle. Like when they say there's a party, there's a party does not mean oh there's fudgy people are coming to get loud music. There's free food. The food they are on sale, right? Then the music, you just see people who have boring lives coming together to just have a chat. Nothing exciting. I think I I would I'll just say that their party culture is not our party culture. Okay. They I think maybe it's the people you met, but like mm. if you meet people that have a work, so there's this there's a work life balance. If you can balance your work mm-hmm. and your life, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So there are people that cannot and this is worldwide. Like it's not just America. No, but but, but then I think much of it depends on the, 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 the paying system. Because when you when you know in America you pay you're paid based on the number of hours you put in mm-hmm. at work. Right. So so if you want to make more money you work more hours. You work more hours. So don't you see that much of balancing the work and life it's on you and yes. not on the system. True. Like back home you know nine to five jobs are whether you go. I think it also plays a role in the efficiency of the American system. That's what I was about to say. So yes, the the fact that you are paid hourly, there's there there are advantages, disadvantages for yeah, everything. Yeah. So the, I think the advantage of this culture is because they are paid hourly, they have to do the work. Back home you go to a government office, right? Yeah. Maybe you go you work in at ten AM, the office opens at eight. You work in at ten, the person that's going to attend to you is not on seat. Yeah. Ah, and Mommy has not come to jail, mm. and you're you're being paid for that time. The person is not there, but here, because they are getting paid by how many hours they show up, mm. somebody is monitoring it. The system is there. You clock in, you clock out. They cannot afford that you walk in mm. to see the official, and they are not there to attend to you. Yeah. You go to the driver's license office. Whoever is going to attend to you is there. If the person is not there, maybe sick leave. Somebody else is there. Yeah. It's never empty that, ah, check back tomorrow. Do you know the funny thing? Leaves are not paid for. Like, I mean, the kind of, the, the jobs I know people do here. Like, uh, my, my boss in the office, she's currently pregnant. And she, we were having this discussion and she told me that if she goes on maternity leave, she will not be paid. It also depends on the job you are working. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I know some people that are, they are on paid yeah. maternity leave. I know someone that works pay time off so you can literally tell them that oh i cannot be in work at work wednesday and thursday and they pay you for those days because it's called paid time off so it just depends on the job you get so i mean that that is a thing to think about it's a thing to chew on so what kind of where does it put the the, the lady who is pregnant where does it put her because she now has to choose between her job and her child and her child 
that's not a good spot to be in for anyone. Like, yeah. you, you shouldn't put anybody in a space where they have they have to choose between their their own life, their family, and work. But then again, the thing that needs to be re- I think it's a thing that needs to be reviewed or looked into. But but then again, we live in a society where there's there's a, there's acts for balance. Men men do not get pregnant, so you know I don't know. How. They don't see the reason why. Like men do not get, I, I don't know, that, that, that's like another topic. Mm-hmm. But you know, men do not get pregnant, but like there are men who are responsible for pregnant women. So you know, it's something to think about. And if we live in a system, we need to understand what kind of system we are practicing because there's a confusion between who take, who plays what role, and who does what thing. And there's something about we as human beings, like giving birth is natural for women because it's a natural phenomenon for them to get pregnant but I, I think in that period what happens what happens when we say we want to balance things out how do you balance the carriage of the child and then when i get my point so who pays who pays or who is responsible for all of those things at this period and if you take out the money the woman is meant to earn at work how does she now say oh, i'm contributing to the child mm-hmm. you, you understand so there's a need for that to be looked into yeah, so I mean, I, I, I pretty much have enjoyed this conversation, and I think we've really spoken at length yeah. on this. And um, yeah, it, it's good to finally have to sit down and you know talk more on issues like this. And I'm sure you're excited towards the new year. And yeah. Like, is it, are you feeling rejuvenated? Are you feeling like you have this? Um, uh, how do I call it? Do you have like a new year resolution kind of? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, it's, it's probably just me, but I never have new year resolutions. Like, I have things that I, oh, in the new year, I want to have done this, I want to have saved this amount. Mm. But I never do, like, ah, number one, new year resolution, this year I must be this. Because I notice that whenever I do it, I most likely never go back and look at it, you know? It's like, I just make a mental note that, okay, in this new year, let's do this, let's save this amount. This new year, Yeah. I'm graduating this new year, so this new year I have to graduate. Whether I like mm. it or not, I need, I need to, to graduate. Get a job. I, need I need to, to get, get a job it. before I graduate. Yeah. You know, things like that. Just make a mental note that okay, no matter what I'm working on this new year, yeah. this thing is the goal. Let's get this, and that's how I live. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's, it's the same for me because every day, uh, I have a, I have a, I have a life mantra. I adopted for my friend every day, one at a time. Like, like every live every day. As it, as it comes like one step at a time so if there is a resolution if there's a goal if there's an objective to have finished this by the end of today mm-hmm. or i should have done this so my 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 resolutions or my goals or my objectives are not on a yearly plan right because how i feel is today is, is like the last day of the year and i feel like um i should have done lab three because that's I mean, yesterday I did lap two, so I should have done lap three mm-hmm. by the end of today. That's just how I feel. I should have read this text. I should have, you know, like this podcast, for example, I should finish everything and publish it by, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. And it's out there and, every, and everyone can listen to it. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I wish everyone success in whatever plans they have for the new, for the new year. year. And I pray everybody achieve their goals, however they set it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was nice having this chat. Thank you yeah, for coming fun. on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Bye everyone.